The TSB Money Matters podcast is produced by The Savings Bank, a community bank headquartered in Wakefield, Massachusetts. Information presented is for informational purposes and should not be considered financial, legal, or tax advice. Consult with a banker or financial advisor about your personal or business finances. Welcome to TSB Money Matters, brought to you by The Savings Bank, where we dive deep into the dynamic world of banking, finance, and everything in between. I'm your host, Allie Houghton, and we'll tackle topics including landscape of financial institutions, economic trends, and the ever-evolving technology shaping the future of banking. Today, we are joined by Representative Ryan Hamilton uh, and to discuss the House Bill 4199, an act relative to personal finance. The bill sponsored by Rep. Hamilton would make financial literacy class mandatory for high school students graduating the Commonwealth. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's a great topic, great to talk about, and uh, something we have some good news on. So happy to share that today. It's very timely and important. Absolutely. And, you know, it's a great topic for kids to understand. Um, but it, it, and, you know, like I said, it has been a topic for a few years now. Um, a few years ago, the governor did sign in where it was going to be part of the curriculum, but not as mandatory as mm-hmm. we're talking about now. Uh, when did you know that this was really something that needed to be pushed even more? You know, I, I knew really about it when I was a kid, you know, growing up and attending, you know, Massachusetts public schools from K through college. You know, I really never had experience. I, it was never really... There was there were a couple of classes where I went to high school, but it, it wasn't it wasn't enough in my opinion, and and there weren't enough kids taking it um, to really make an impact and really give them the tools to succeed later in life. I mean, right? You know, at this current moment, you know, we're asking kids to make really important financial decisions, whether that's student loans, renting apartments, cars, credit cards. Uh, you know, at very young ages, and we're not giving them the tools to succeed right now. So that's that's really you know, it started very early, and then once you know, I became a rep, it, it really evolved into okay, now I'm in a position to actually change this and and you know, give the kids of today something that I didn't have and something that they need. So what was one very important thing that you saw after you graduated high school that you kind of looked back and was like, wow, I really needed to know more about that? Yeah, I mean, just one, just how expensive life is. And that's just a that's a that's a general topic nowadays. But really, you know, student loans and credit cards, I think, were the big thing. Um, you know, unfortunately, I know some some friends that, you know, made decisions to go to certain colleges, not understanding the financial impact that would that that would have on them once they got out of college in terms of you know not being able to take an unpaid internship that might be really good for their future because all you got to pay your student loans whereas right. I, I know some friends who went you know the local community college route and then to a state school mm-hmm. who now have that financial flexibility where they don't have to go out and make 80 90,000 dollars to afford their lifestyle they can go out and make you know, 30 or 40 for a year or two and set them on a path that's going to, you know, take them to a really high paying successful job in the next three to four years. So, mm-hmm. you know, just the financial flexibility that that comes with your understanding of, of financial, you know, the financial institution in general it is huge and, and something that, um, you know, um, growing up in Methuen and Haverhill, you know, mm-hmm. being very blue collar, you know, middle class, you know, there is, you know, there's not a lot of money running around up there in terms of, you know, you if you make a really impo- a really bad financial decision mm-hmm. for yourself, it could affect you for 10, 20, 30 years. Um, and I've seen that happen, and I, I really want to be part of the, the solution to prevent that and at least give people the tools to understand um, 
the impact of decisions they're making. Yeah, and a lot of these students probably don't even understand the length of time these loans are going to be for, mm -hmm. or really even the understanding of depending on what career they're getting into, there may be other schooling down the road that they're going to have to pay for. Mm -hmm. So they kind of jump into it, not with any education before they sign those loans. Exactly. Nope, you're 100% yeah. right. It's funny, my mom always says, my mom's a teacher um, up in the Merrimack Valley, and she, she always says... She, she said to my sister who wanted to knew from a very early age she wanted to become a teacher. She's like, just to let you know, you don't need to go to Harvard mm -hmm. to become a teacher. Right. She's like, because your teacher is a great job. She loves it. It's one of the most rewarding um, and important careers we yeah. have. Um, but unfortunately, teachers aren't making two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, even though they probably should, considering they are they have the future Absolutely. of <laughs> of the of the United States and the Commonwealth of Massachusetts in their hands. Um, but therefore, you know, don't go to a school where you're going to have $150,000, $200,000 in student loans because not only um, is your salary going to be very tough to get rid of those, but mm -hmm. also you have to go get your master's anyway. So, you right. you know, just right. – and it was really helpful for my sister um, to have that knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, and But unfortunately, I, I know some people who don't and have taken mm -hmm. career paths that are super rewarding and that are – very important, but unfortunately, they're in so much debt where they feel as though they have to leave the career that they love in order to pay the bills. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's, I think, a lot of people that don't understand uh, what they're getting into at that point of life. But, you know, a, a lot of kids may be thinking, how is a bill like this that if it goes through, how is it going to change my high school career? Mm -hmm. And if this does pass, what will change for kids in school? Yeah. So, like you said, off the top of the bat, I mean, you're going to, you are going to have to take a, half of a year financial literacy course um, to start. And and where I think that really changes things is so not only it's it's not only about the curriculum, which is going to be great. It's going to teach everything from, you know, balancing a checkbook, which yeah. I don't know if people even have checkbooks anymore. I still do, but a lot of my <laughs> yeah. friends, a lot of my friends say they don't. Mm -hmm. um, you know, credit card debt, what mm -hmm. that what that about student loans, emerging technology, um, investing, all mm -hmm. all this great stuff that we should know. But also the the big thing is it really, it's going to start the conversation. Yeah. It's going to start the conversation amongst themselves. It's mm -hmm. going to start the conversation with, you know, their elders, grandparents, parents, you know, aunts, uncles of just talking about money. You know, mm -hmm. unfortunately, money sometimes is a, is, is a taboo subject in families. Mm -hmm. and, and really our goal here is, again, not only to give them the knowledge, hopefully that they can make decisions ourselves, but um, to really just be comfortable and open about talking about it because I'm a firm believer when we talk about things, better solutions arise from those conversations. Yeah. Um, so that's those, I would say those are the, really the two main things. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, because as I like to say, it's more of the long term than just the short because a half year course, is it going to teach you everything? Right. It's not. I right. mean, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. It's not. And, and, and you, we have to be, you know, we have to be understanding of that, but mm -hmm. Hopefully it plants the seed. Hopefully it gives them the, you know, as I like to call it, the light bulb effect of like, man, this was really helpful, but I want to learn more. Yeah. And, and 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 also, you know, our course will provide them with resources of where to, you know, investigate more as they get older. Because I'm a firm mm -hmm. believer the learning process doesn't stop when you get out of school. So right. Um, you know, there's there's, there's a lot of great things that are going to come for this. Um, once we once we get it once we get it passed. Yeah. And you brought up the um the uh, comment of starting a conversation, mm -hmm. which I think is a great thing to say, because if you look at a lot of families and parents, they don't have financial backgrounds. Mm -hmm. They don't, that wasn't how they're brought up. That's not what they went into for their career. And maybe they don't have the understanding of this to teach their kids. So if their kids are now learning this and passing that information up to the parents, 
how is that going to just spread like an exactly. unbelievable wealth of knowledge? Yep, 100%. And, and it's one of those things too, once that starts to spread, once mm-hmm. we have adults asking more questions, mm-hmm. that's when we partner with 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 people like you, with mm-hmm. banks, with our financial institutions to to host meetings and in, in, in mm-hmm. public forums and have these conversations because um, you know, unfortunately, you know, there will be a cutoff once yeah. we get this instituted. Yeah. And certain people who have already graduated yeah. high school will not be able to take this course. Mm-hmm. But again, that doesn't mean we still can't provide them with resources that help them as well. So it, it's really gonna be a great domino effect, I think. Yeah to make us all just more knowledgeable when it comes to, you know, financial institutions. Yeah. And I, and research has shown, like, you know, people that are more knowledgeable in the financial literacy mm-hmm. aspect, it leads to so much more than just knowing how to control your own finances. It leads to so much more economic growth, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. More people may be more comfortable with investing mm-hmm. um, and because, uh, you know, I've, I, I know some people who I've, who have contacted me about this bill saying, you know, I wish I had this because, you know, I trusted this company to invest my money and, and they lost it all and they probably weren't a good actor. And I just didn't have the financial, you know, I didn't have the financial knowledge mm-hmm. to understand that they were selling me, you know, something that probably I shouldn't have right. been investing right. in and stuff like that. And they're like, I really wish, you know, that would have saved me, you know, a couple thousand dollars in that investment had, mm-hmm. it, had they not do that. So it's been, you know, it's been really a great um, experience and process just hearing the life lessons from people who are like who you know, again this would not impact them directly because they've been long gone out of school but they're like man I wish I had that yeah so so as you have been out there talking about the bill um, I'm sure you've been talking to a lot of current high school students mm-hmm. and maybe some that have just recently graduated what is their point of view like do they really feel like this is something that needs to be pushed forward more yeah absolutely I mean we had a we had a hearing on this bill and and um, as you were there and you saw I mean we had what probably 30 or 40 high school students was, that were passionately testifying about yeah. the need for this and again these are students who are in my opinion, some of the most selfless students mm-hmm. you'd ever see, because again, this probably is not going to impact them, mm-hmm. but they want to have, they want to have this conversation. They want to get yeah. this done so that the, those who come after them can really experience this program and, and, and have it benefit them. So I, you know, it's been great working with them. You know, we've um, really unlocked a network of people who really love financial literacy and the students, um, are one of them. We had our mm-hmm. students um, push resolutions at the school committee level in both mm-hmm. Lowell and Chelsea. Um, and th- those school committees both passed resolutions um, supporting this bill mm-hmm. and, and, and talking about how necessary it is. And that was all student run. Um, yeah. That was all student pressure. And, you know, they're like we were talking about earlier. I mean, this this generation of students is so politically active and so, um, you know, will def is is not afraid to get in front of you know people in power yeah. and tell them mm-hmm. um you know how th- they want things to go and in in a very respectful way yeah. but and and also um be part of that political process so it's it's honestly it makes you feel better for the future of our country having seeing you know young people so involved absolutely the passion that they had for this bill and just their understanding of how much better kids would be going on into life knowing this was amazing. It was amazing. And they can stand there and say, you know, I didn't get this, but this is so important for the future. And this is why they need to know it. It was, it was great to have those kids stand up there and say that and really, um, you know, really advocate for, for all the others. And, and a lot of the stories did, you know, have some, um, you know, some talk about how it wasn't something their parents knew. So it wasn't passed on to them. Mm -hmm. And, and now they feel like, 
they need to start this this cycle, this conversation, yep. like you said. Uh, it's that's really impressive to see at that age of students. Um, you know, with financial literacy classes now and business classes, um, there 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 are some, but you know, it isn't really an option for all kids to take them. They're mm-hmm. an elective. Kids do take them, um, but do you think like? You know, if we're offering them earlier where – so I, I assume if it if they have to take them for one semester, it's anywhere in the four years of high school. So our right. bill specifically would be your junior or senior year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to say if they were access to them earlier in their high school career, mm-hmm. do you think that would open up the door for maybe more classes to lead on to different levels of this and get more experience? Yeah. So this is something we're actually working with the superintendent up um, in my city, Methuen. Mm-hmm. Um, we met with her and introduced her to someone who has a lot of financial literacy uh, curriculum and stuff like that um, from high school all the way down to, I think, second, third grade. Mm. Um, so she's actually going to start a program, not only in the high school, um, but but younger mm-hmm. and and kind of be our, as I like, our kind of pilot program yeah. in terms of, you know, the follow-up steps. Because I'm with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I a one one course for, you know, four or five months during the school year is, is not going to be, is not going to suffice. Right. Um, it, but it's a start. Yeah. But, you know, I'd, I'm really looking forward to the, you know, the data that's going to come out of that and how it was instituted and how and the results we get from it from our superintendent to really move forward and possibly a future bill in introducing more financial literacy at a younger mm-hmm age um because you know we don't want to overwhelm students either and giving them that those building blocks from i'm you know fifth sixth grade Mm -hmm. onwards into high school i think would be great um obviously the difficult and you know something that she's balancing is and you know she's starting this program next year Mm -hmm. but is you know there's only so many hours in the day there's only you know you can only hire so many teachers with the budget you have Mm -hmm. so it will be really interesting and something maybe i'll have to come back um sometime next year and talk about how Mm -hmm. that's been instituted and and kind of the results we're seeing from it because i I couldn't agree with you more um the goal with this bill was to really give us a benchmark um while also giving schools some flexibility on when to institute the the program do you think there would be any pushback from districts or desi or unions when it comes to you know does this bill mean it's going to be bigger costs for districts? Mm-hmm. Are they going to have to hire more? Are teachers yep. going to have to take more on? Do you yep. think there'll be any pushback there? there? You know, there always is. Mm-hmm. Um, the good thing in Methuen is we actually um, hooked them up with a, with someone who offers um, free curriculum, mm-hmm. which is huge because yep. obviously there, there is a cost to ever. You know, Absolutely. when there is a cost, that yep. makes it difficult. Um, we've talked with a, we, we talked with um, a lot of our teacher unions and and they've been very supportive because hmm. um, you know the goal was you know we want we want everyone around this table making you know these decisions on on how best to you know um, roll this out yeah you know like I said my mom's a teacher my sister's a teacher my mm-hmm. aunt's actually a financial literacy teacher yeah um, so we wanted to make we, you know we didn't want to we don't want to inconvenience we don't want to further burden our teachers you know they have a lot on their plate as is yeah um, but. Th- they and the teachers union have really understood the importance of financial literacy hmm. and how, you know, we're really, really falling behind the rest of the country yeah. in terms of what we do here in Massachusetts. And I think they understand the, the you know, um, how we really need to move quickly, I mm-hmm. guess, in, in this. And they've been supportive, which is good because, you know, there's always roadblocks. There's always people who, you know, want different things in a bill. So we've mm-hmm. we've tried to make it as all encompassing as as we could yeah. while also making sure it's as effective as it should be. Yeah. Um you it was you said a uh, different 
people helping with different free programming and everything. Mm -hmm. Financial institutions have kind of had that framework in place for a number of years to provide that educational framework. How much support have you found that you've received from the local financial institutions of pushing this forward? Yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been fantastic. I mean, we, so we, our bill was immediately sponsored and and supported by the Mass Bankers Association, Mm -hmm. which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was up in Methuen last Friday. We had our credit for life fair. Mm -hmm. um, And we talking about, not only do we have the fair, but I got to, opportunity to talk about the kids with the bank manager um of of our local community um bank up there so it's been it's been great the financial institutions have been fantastic um i've been offered nothing but support from everyone um and again not not only support in terms of their voices but also Mm -hmm. resources as well um which is huge because if we want to institute this properly we're going to need our local banks and every community to you know to pitch in maybe financially or maybe just from a support perspective um and, and really make this, you know, make this work in every community because every community is different. Every community right. has different resources financially mm-hmm. from a budgetary perspective. Um, so we have to we have to do what we can. Yeah. So we had mentioned earlier that this um, bill was presented to the Joint Committee on Education yep. in early January. Uh, where do we go from here? Yeah. So right now, um, I am happy to report that the bill got ruled out favorably um, once, but it it's, needs to be redrafted first. Mm-hmm. So um, from there, we have to keep pushing and um, hopefully get it um, on a floor vote in both the House and mm-hmm. the Senate. Um, and if, if we can get it for a floor vote, both of theirs, get it passed there, then we um, get the governor to sign it. So that's so that's really the big part right now is is yeah. waiting for the the language to come out. Yeah. Um, see see the changes that were made, um, and then start pushing our uh, our committee chairs and and. Um, some of our leadership in both the House and the Senate to uh, to get it out, which mm-hmm. is which is always good, you know, because yeah. that's the thing. I want to say about fifteen thousand bills were filed this this session. Wow, absolutely crazy. Wow, we not not, not the record. The, the speaker told us it wasn't the record, but mm-hmm. that it was it was pretty dang close. So, um, you know, it just shows you how many important and and how many really good bills there are. Yeah. So um, when I say you know when I say push, I mean you know email you know talk to lobby you know the whole all mm-hmm. of it you know in a very respectful way because you know as i can say this is a pretty new bill mm-hmm. um so you know there'll be a there'll be a lot of bills that are probably in front of it but mm-hmm. i am I'm, I'm a firm believer that um we can get this done and hopefully get this done sooner rather than later that is amazing yeah amazing so if this did go through massachusetts it would be the 26th state with a bill like this i believe so it 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 might even be 27 now. It keeps because okay. when when we first filed this bill, I think it was we'd be the 25th state. Yeah. So we keep, unfortunately we keep falling further yeah, and further yeah. behind. But which is what is the other good part is that a lot of states are adopting this. Mm-hmm. So you know the other states are adopting this as you had said, and they're um, seeing this how important this is at a state level. Yep. At what point do you think this needs to be taken up federally? Yeah, I mean, it you know it would be great. Unfortunately, as we know, Washington is mm-hmm. is Washington, and things take their. T- I mean, things take a very long time in yeah. Washington, and trying to get everyone on the same page is also is always very difficult. But um, you know, it would be nice. It would be nice for every you know state in the nation to have financial literacy, and that all of our you know everyone here, everyone in the United States, you know, learns more about their financial institutions and mm-hmm. how to make better financial decisions. Um, but right now, I think, you know, we really got to focus on Massachusetts. Yep. And then I think once we get ma- through Massachusetts, you know, I used to work for Congresswoman Johan up in Lowell. I'm happy mm-hmm. to happy to give put a little birdie in her ear mm-hmm. to start pushing this at the federal level. But we got to yep. take, you know, we got to take care of Mass first. Yeah. 
And it, it looks like we're going that route. Yeah, we're going definitely. A, we're going definitely a good way. Yep. If people want to learn more about the bill and what it means and, and what would be included in it, where can they find that? Yep. So you can find that at, um, at the Statehouse website. Mm-hmm. So specifically, you, you, you could type in the um, docket number of the bill mm-hmm. um, and it will give you everything. Um, also, a good way is just to reach out to my office. You know, my email is, is ryan.hamilton at mahouse.gov. Mm-hmm. Happy to talk to people about the bill, um, answer any specific questions they have, but mm-hmm. um, and also happy to send a hard copy um, through email of the bill as well. I would say those are the two um, best places to look. And if people want to show their support and yep. get out there and really advocate for this and, and help push it forward, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, so two, there's two really good ways. So one way is, that, is you could testify which already mm-hmm. happened so unfortunately yep. you can't do that mm-hmm. um but the other way is uh, you know email your local reps and senators mm-hmm. um and, and and ask them of course politely to to co-sponsor um the bill um yep. that's you know that's people you know when you have a bill that's co-sponsored by 80 reps and yep. you know 24 senators i mean that just really shows um you know everyone and in, in, that we have a great coalition mm-hmm. and that we this bill has a lot of support um, so that's and, – and, you know, the amount of bills that I've co- co-sponsored just from getting residents' input on it and yeah. just, you know, a, a quick email saying, you know, hi, Rep. Hamilton, I think this is a great bill to co-sponsor. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, house, num- house number 1121 um, on, you know, whatever topic. That's great because the way I've always been um, – and I kind of focus on some subject areas and yep. usually co-sponsor those bills um, – mm-hmm. But there's a lot of bills that I'm not co-sponsored on that are great bills. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I, but when I get that email from the constituent hearing about how that bill is important to their life and, and them, yeah. um, then I'll definitely look into it um, more and usually, right. you know, co-sponsor it. Because yeah. like I said, there's 15,000 bills and you can't spon- you can't co-sponsor all 15,000. That's just, yeah, you know, that's that, a, that's a lot of that bills. your support, <laughs> your support doesn't mean as much, you know, when you're co-sponsoring yeah. every single bill. So, but, um, you know, again, I, all the reps that I work with, uh, they really care about what their mm. constituents, um, email them about and care about. Yeah. So that, that's the best way to do it. In my opinion is to, is, you know, testify publicly or email your, um, rep and Senator and, and tell them, you know, this is important to me. I think we, I think I would appreciate you signing on to it. Yeah. Well, your passion for this bill is very clear. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, I think it's such a huge step forward for the education mm-hmm. in our Commonwealth and for kids and just going on into life and what they'll learn. And it's great for you have brought, brought this forward and um, really pushed for it because I think it's very important and maybe not something that people would necessarily think of right away. Yep, so absolutely. So to start this conversation, I think is just amazing and mm-hmm. awesome. Um, anything else you'd like to say to kind of um, encourage people to learn more about this or, or just even get out there and, and find some different financial literacy opportunities? Yeah, I mean, I would say the, be- the best way to find more opportunities is really, you know, contact your local bank. Mm-hmm. You know, you all have so many resources that mm-hmm. you can point them in the right direction to, um, you know, to help them. And, and another thing is, is again, keep having this conversation because a lot of people, when they hear financial literacy, they already think, oh, we don't have that or that's not right. that's not in home economics anymore. Yeah. So, you know, just educating people and telling them about this bill and telling them about, our, you know, the movement we're creating and hopefully mm-hmm. they can get involved. And, um, you know, we're really building a grass 
grassroots movement here that yeah. that is going to propel this bill over the finish line. And it's been a lot of fun so far, and, and we're going to yeah. keep keep the pressure on. So, um, you know, anyone who wants to get involved again, please email me, um, reach out to your local banks and, and they can get in and they can get in touch with me or find you my contact information, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever's best. Um, because we want you part of the team. We want you pushing with us. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And oh, thank I, you. I really hope that, you know, maybe, maybe in a few years or so we can come back here and, and talk about how much it was a success. That's it. We and can how sip great a glass of champagne and, yes. and, and yeah. you know, And how great celebrate. it's going for high schools and, and students and, and get their point of view on how lucky they are that we got this in Massachusetts. Absolutely. But thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, no, us. thank you for having me. And again, thank you for all the help that you've been and pushing this forward. And, and, you know, it's been, it's been a great process and it's been great to work with you and hopefully, you know, we'll keep doing it and, and get it over the finish line. Absolutely. So I want to thank everybody for listening today. And you have, um, you have listened to the TSB money matters brought to you by the savings bank. And we will be back soon with another episode. The savings bank is a member of FDIC member DIF and equal Hauser lending.